Westernized. Correct. And essentially, back to what you stated earlier, when you're in this Westernized culture where only one person of color usually can exist in excellence in a space, mm -hmm. it's that crabs in a barrel mentality. But like the saying says, crabs weren't meant to be in a barrel. So I don't have a choice but to fight you because somebody got to make it. I used mm -hmm. to say that I remember two years ago during the pandemic, I was talking about um, black cheerleaders in the NFL and we had a team of 34 girls and only two of us would make the team. And if I decided to audition again, guess what? There was only one spot available because the idea that several black girls could exist on this team was far-fetched, but there would be a million blondes, a million brunettes, and mm -hmm. they all can coexist in excellence. And so we, the fact that you brought that perspective is huge. And so now here's my second question then. For the girl who is willing to give up on the other woman, right? But is willing to give the traumatic man several attempts and do life with them and have community with them. What would you say to her? Because she's not willing to do it with a fellow sister, but she's willing to with, with man. I think part of this is also sense of belongingness. Mm when um we talk about being in relationship and i'm talking about cisgendered heterosexual heteronormative relationships mm -hmm. this all comes up to this sense of feeling safe or like the sense of or even a false sense of feeling like you belong mm -hmm. because there is so much this competition with the sisterhood with the same gender yep I think it's but natural to go to a gender that is there where I don't have to compete, where I don't have to be the only that one person who's fighting for that spot. Even though those relationships can be toxic, those relationships can be damaging. And once again, it is still more familiar because I'm competing with this person who is not my gender. I know the familiarity of the differences that we have and I can work around it. But then competing mm. with another woman is a whole different ballgame. It's unsafe. We mm. also have this feeling of this mixed feeling of feeling bad, but then still trying to make meaning of, but I need to have this position too, or I need to compete too. So there's a lot of mixed emotions versus when you are in a, inter, in a cisgendered relationship, it is more about, oh, I don't have to worry about that kind of competition. Mm. So a selected yes. competition. It's, I want to compete where it's less threatening for me. When in reality, if we just, as Bible says, be transformed by the renewing of our mind, understanding that what is for you is for you and what's not is not, that you can exist with sis here. And like I mm -hmm. said with Seneca, when you understand that community is an investment and we understand the power of positive community that you choose, meaning you set boundaries and understand where you put your energy, your resources and time, you'll realize that competition isn't even a thing it's a decision you don't have to compete when you're called to a space you don't have to compete when you're clear on who you are and to be honest it's hard to shape that feeling especially in westernized culture the united mm -hmm. states is always about competition all we do is compete um even this idea that we're the best country in the world and i believe ideally we are but in many spaces we are not Right. And so um, that was beautiful. Austin. Yesterday, I talked with my lovely line sisters about the power of sisterhood and really just seeing us all coexist excellently. We had doctors, nurses, principals, me as a continuity specialist, a coach for math and science coexisting. But today's live is all about exploring why there's so much struggle amongst women to want to be with women and to want to do life with women. And so, Seneca, um, what would you say?
or why would you say that community amongst women is necessary for your own personal growth and mental health? Five things. I'm going to go back to what I said earlier um, in terms of the necessity of community amongst women. Universality, okay. uh, because we need to know mm -hmm. and be reminded not alone um, that what we experience is universal. Um, it may not be the same, but they're similar. For example, one doesn't have to have the same exact set of circumstances for like a single woman and a married woman to both have experienced pain. Because right? you've been a woman longer than you've been anything else. You've been yeah. a human being longer than that before you even knew that you were a woman, right? You don't have to have the same set of circumstances to both experience abandonment, isolation, right? So universality, um, increased self-awareness. When I'm with others, I learn about myself. Um, so there is this balance of interpersonal work and intrapersonal work, right? The work that I do with myself, the work what I do that I do with others. In that work, I learn appropriate boundaries. I learn other people's boundaries and realize that boundaries is a love language. And then I learn my own boundaries and what I want that to look like and why that's so important to have boundaries. Um, and appropriate expectations. A lot of times we say things like, um, I don't need validation from anyone. Um, and quite frankly, we do. Um, we, we just need it from the right people and people with whom we feel safe. Um, and so if our expectations are appropriate, then we'll go to the safe individuals to whom we can receive validation and believe it and trust it. Um, so those are five things that come to mind for me when I think of the necessity for community. Uh, and I, I want to harp on one, and I'm not going to take up too much of y'all time because I know y'all got things. Um, but that validation piece, because I remember for a long time, this idea, validation is for parking. Well, guys, let, let's be honest. We all need to be validated in some way. Even plants need to be validated. There were studies that showed if people talk negatively to a plant, it won't grow as much. Everything needs some level of reassurance. But what you said was so beautiful, reassurance from trusted sources. So I'm not going to let you do whatever you want to do, but I'm not going to let you believe because you've fallen short in a space that you don't belong and you're still not worthy, right? Because again, this isn't... Absolutely. Yeah, go ahead. Absolutely. And even if you think about the, the Christian woman, the Christian individual, right? Let's say that we're saying these things in our Bible studies, in our churches, that you don't need validation. But turn to the Bible, which is going to tell you that you're more than a conqueror, which is going to tell you that you can do all things through Christ, which is going to validate you in ways that you need so that you can move forward. And so it's not that we don't need validation. We just expect it from the wrong people. And we expect it from those that we want it from, but have to come to the realization that we cannot get it from them. So there's a level of acceptance that things are not gonna play out the way you want in certain relationships. Um, and then co being committed to grieving what you've lost, mourning maybe what you've lost to embrace something new that will be healthy mm. and for you. Absolutely. And listen, I'm a shameless plug. I'm telling you, your best days are not in your memories. Promise. Your best days are not in what was. I have to tell myself that often because I've had a lot of great memories. 
my best days are not trapped in what used to be and what had been and where I've been. I promise you they're ahead of me. That was beautiful. Don't throw the phone, Bonisha. Don't throw it, girl, because I feel like I am too. They are preaching in here, huh? Okay. So my last question, um, and I believe, I'm hopefully I'm remembering and saying it the right way. I said it to Seneca. Um, why, from a, a mental health perspective, is sisterhood needed? Needed. I think because there is a need of that emotional dispensing of energy. What does that mean? Break that down. Okay, so that's what I'm gonna say. It is that connection, that piece of um, connectedness that you can you can identify, or as Dr. Gaynor beautifully said about universality and the kinship of being with somebody who identifies as the same gender as you are. That level of emotional connection and the level of lived experiences that women have. Absolutely. Identifying yourself as a woman and the lived experiences, whether that is, let's say, the hot topic today in the United States is the choice of abortion and birth control and access to Planned Parenthood resources. Men or other gender that are not able or have the organs are not able to comprehend that distinction of what women navigate when they are thinking around these areas of safety, planning, um, giving life, giving a new life, and to have that sense of community of other women, whether older, whether younger, who have had those experiences, I think that is important for us for not just simply validating our experiences, but also letting us know that, you know, we are in this together. Nice. Absolutely. It isn't and it isn't just about me. So it is, yes, we all have these universal nuanced experiences. And at the same time, it also allows us to see that differences because we are women, yes, and we are women of different cultures. And having that sense that even though we come from different cultures, we still have that space that we keep open for each other. So for me, connection comes from that. And I can give an example of me being Indian, mm -hmm. being in the United States, Having that kinship with Dr. Gaynor, with my beautiful, beautiful Dr. Nelson, finding the community with you. I, I do identify as a woman of color, but I'm not a black American woman. But being a woman is where I was able to connect with all of you, and especially being a woman of color. That part, especially when you're occupying predominantly white spaces. Mm -hmm. Right. And so some of those similarities and those struggles and one thing that Mean Girls 1821 uh, focuses on and one of our key pillars is showing up fully, because if we can be honest, to show up fully white is one thing, but to show up fully with some color looks and is received completely different. And so to be able to, uh, you know, connect with someone or even a woman, period, take the color out of it being a woman and being strong and sure you sometimes you feel like you're crazy well maybe i am doing too much but let a man do the exact same thing that you're doing he is strong he is assertive he is a leader he is ready to go and so those struggles and not being able to connect with another and not and getting the affirmation you need um absolutely i see you um Natalie, for sure, yeah. Like, not thinking you're crazy. Because I remember several times thinking, like, maybe I am doing too much. 
But then I would look at my male counterparts and I'm like, he's just as loud as I am. He's just as innovative as I am. So what's the difference? Ah, gender. Because back to your westernized culture idea, a woman shouldn't be that strong. But why? That's not biblical. God didn't ask us to do that. So where this idea comes from is, is, is wild. And so last question for you, and then I'm going to jump back to Sneak, and then I promise we're done. Are y'all enjoying this? Because I think you are. And if you did not pick up your ticket, child, I don't know what to tell you because there's only four left because VIP is out. But the VIPs, you're going to get an amazing session with myself and but more so Dr. Gaynor. If Dr. Ash wants to jump in, because these two together are amazing. Don't get a mirror in here. Don't let me ask Dr. Dale. Dr. Dale, Dr. Uh, y'all can jump in, because they're phenomenal, OK? Tearing my soul up. So imagine I'm the woman who is willing to give collective, healthy female community a chance, mm -hmm. right? What would you tell me? Like, okay, you know what? I'm gonna try. What advice would you give me? Because I'm I'm scared. I've been scarred, but I'm willing to try again. What What would you say to me? Yeah. yeah. Uh, the first thing that comes to mind is to slow this way down, um, because trying again doesn't mean start now. Nice. Um, trying again is going to be a process. And if you're wanting to try again, it means that you're wanting to do something different. So first, I would wonder what trying again feels like. Where do you feel that in your body? Do you feel tense when you think about trying again? Do you feel that hole in your stomach when you think about trying again? Do you cry? Um, and sit in those feelings because you need to get to that, to that interpersonal level and do that work so you understand what's coming up for you. If you just jump into trying again with other people and not clued into how you feel, where you feel it in your body, there's um, no real sense of self. Um, you can find yourself um, having inappropriate expectations of other people. Um, because you don't know who you are. Um, so that's where I would start with one that wants to try again. Try again does not mean start now. Let's identify what this looks like for you where you are now. You're not going to try again in the same way at 35 as you would at 20. That part. Try again maybe with one to two people. Uh, as opposed to this whole group. You're not looking for a click this time. You're looking for, for this. Trying again might be just being okay with being with myself. And if someone comes, great. If someone stays, great. If someone leaves, great. So it, it's going gonna, it's gonna, to, it's nuanced. Um, and it's going to look different for everyone. Uh, but that would be my, my answer to that if someone wanted to try again. Absolutely. And that's why I was very diligent about making the meetup a very specific number because I wanted people who wanted to invest in this experience. Everybody doesn't want to invest in, in, in places that are cultivated um, um, in a meticulous, strategic way. That's fine. If you enjoy it if, it, if it works for you, great. But there are some of us who really want to dive in with people that are going to help me be better and that are going to dive in and kind of push me to where you believe God is calling you to be. And so um, that concept of like identifying where am I right now?
where am I right now? And, and does this make sense for where I am right now? And it may not be this right now. That's fine. It may be I got to wait some time before I join or, or belong in the space. That was beautiful. David. Um, so good. Um, same question, Ash. Go for it. All right. So first, trust yourself. Nice. Trust that you have a lot of lived experiences through your own growth journey. And that is a strength. Nice. And recognize growth is not linear. It's not. Oh, no. Oh, oh, I'm back. Yeah. Yes. Yes, you're back. You just said growth is not linear and then it cut out. Yes, the growth is not linear. It is not your curve. It is not your bell curve. Growth is steps. You will take five steps forward and three steps back and then five steps forward again. So be mentally prepared for that. Yeah. Because we do expect change. We do expect it's not going to be the same this way around. And set yourself up for other options. Like, you know, Murphy's Law. What goes wrong can will always go wrong. So prepare yourself mentally for that. Because that will normalize what growth means. Um, Dr. Gaynor said, even if one person shows up, that's success. So recognizing what is your own standard and perception of success? What does that even mean to you? Yeah, is success having a house full or is success having three people show up, but they have lived experiences that are meaningful and they want to engage in this intentionally? I don't know if you guys caught it. I caught it when she said, prepare yourself because that's what growth is. Meaning growth is not painless. Oh my me. Okay. I'm not gosh or God, but oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. Like the idea that growth doesn't mean you're not going to get hurt sometimes, which means guess what? In the sisterhood, somebody's going to offend you. It's gonna, does that mean you throw the whole woman away, beloved? No, because we're not throwing you away. I'll take you further. God didn't throw you away. Come on, come on, church, because I don't have no church. Okay? God didn't throw you away. So, this growth and doing life and relationship, the fact that it's almost like a pain plan. Like, understand that, guess what? When you're growing with people, pain's gonna happen. Prepare yourself for that. That stuck me, child, doctor, my lanta. <laughs> Anything else? Like, I was over here like, wait, what? I got to prepare for pain to be friends with y'all? To be in a community with y'all? Yes, you do. And you will have to be vulnerable, which is scary. God, I don't want to. I don't feel like it. (laughs) We connect with people the most where we can be vulnerable, where we normalize being vulnerable. Dr. Gaynor said something about it is okay to ask for attention and seek attention and validation, but that requires vulnerability to have that trust that it is okay if I'm asking for this and normalizing that. So this is my last piece. Normalize this for yourself. Yeah. Huge. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Dr. Ash. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Dr. Gaynor. Thank you so much for tuning in to the Mean Girls 1821 podcast with me, your host, Mo. Tune in each and every Friday for a fresh episode exclusively found on my YouTube channel or using the podcast app. And always remember, 
words have power. So whenever you speak, mean what you say and say what you mean. Take care.